And we're back after a short little break. Thanks for joining us. We uh, <laughs> took a couple days off to pursue a professional disc golf career and came, came up a little short. So um, we're here pursuing other passion of podcasting. What's it? Podcastry. Podcastry. Like poetry Pod- or pottery. Pod- podcastology. The podcastology. study of podcasts. We're not studying it. We're just doing it. So I don't know what that would be. But we're here and we're doing it. Yeah, we're here. So, welcome to episode ninety. Ninety. I didn't. Even, I should have checked like when our last episode was before. Let's see. I'm right here. Scroll, 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 scroll. June twenty fourth. Wow, that's pretty good. It's a, we take a little summer break. In full honesty, you know, it was unplanned. Yeah. yeah. It was right before we went on a vacation to Florida together. Yep. Full week. And we we planned on doing it right when we got back. And then we didn't, and that was July, and then August passed, and they were like, you know, let's just, let's lean into the break. Enoch was finishing up his bachelor's degree. I wasn't, and because <laughs> I have two more semesters. Well, you're just enjoying life. I'm just doing. enjoying myself, and we're back, though, and it's good to be back. Yeah. And we have a good topic today we're going to be talking about, and um, we have a lot of great things to say about it. Yeah. So with that being said, welcome back to the show. Yeah. For those of you who are still here, I hope all of you, and maybe some new faces that somehow you found this. Yeah, but incredible. We're talking about a pretty popular topic. I don't know if it's popular, but it's, I don't know, like I scroll on Instagram, you go on Instagram reels, and I have a, like the algorithm, the algorithm knows me and knows like what I like to see and just because of things I've liked before. And... It shows me a lot of stuff about work culture, a lot of like corporate memes. Yeah. Yeah, like and we have like in our meeting to work together and we have like a like a team chat, you know, like an Instagram group chat. And it's fun. We send memes to each other, some work related, some not. And um we get some funny stuff. And yeah. just the corporate culture, you know, just working in general in capital <clears throat> capitalistic cultures, it is it can breed a lot of um interesting outcomes, interesting situations. So the topic of the day is Toxic work environments, toxic work cultures, what creates them, you know, what drives them to, to, to form in the first place, what the outcomes are, and then what, I guess, leadership within cultures can do, and just, I guess, even what the employees at the low, lower levels can do. Yeah. So that's the topic of the day. Yeah. Definitely nothing new. This is something that's been around for, I'm sure, yeah. the days of Adam. Long time. It's yeah. shifted. Toxic work cultures have changed over the years. You know, during like the like late 1800s, the toxic work culture was 16-hour days when you're 12 years old working at toxic a... Toxic farming culture. Yeah, exactly. Right. Your, your toxic culture back then was you, you get the black lung from working in the coal mine um, with, with <laughs> no PPE toxic. or anything like that. Yeah. And um, it's just it's changed over the years. And now, like with most people in America, we have a lot of white-collar jobs. You know, me and Enoch work... We work in white collar positions and it creates a different type of toxic work environment. Something that's very, not new because, you know, white collar jobs have been around for a while. But yeah. Yeah. They create a very interesting and very, what's the word I'm looking for? It can be a stressful. Stressful. To work in a, in a toxic yeah. corporate environment, the, the types that we work in. So that's kind of what we're focused on a lot today is the white collar corporate. But some of what we're going to be talking about applies to even blue collar jobs, jobs that aren't necessarily categorized by either blue or white collar, like totally. teachers and things like that. Yeah. Um, so you can find truth in any job that you have in what we're talking about, because a lot of what we're talking about carries over. 
but the article seems like it's written specifically towards like the corporate yeah um office type of jobs yeah so the article that we're going over is toxic work cultures signs of an unhealthy work environment and how to fix it so we're going to go through this entire article it's a lot of good stuff it's by ryan stoltz shout out to you ryan stoltz um <laughs> i'm sure he's listening all for credit sure. goes to you sir you wrote a wonderful article we're sharing it with the world yeah for real all right so let's just go down here so Ryan, I totally know him, Ryan here, he starts the article off by saying the first step to, I would say, getting out of the cycle of toxicity in the workplace is understanding what it is and learning how to recognize it in the workplace. And so we're going to talk about first the signs of a toxic workplace. The first one is low enthusiasm and negativity. If you wake up every day and you're like, oh, I have to go to work again and you're not happy to go. Of course, no matter even if you're living your dream job, you're going to have days like that, right? That's just the human experience. Mm -hmm. But if that's consistent and you are not excited to work, you know, at least four days out of the week, three days, I'm thinking of a seven day work. There's got to be like some type of DSM (laughs) (laughs) diagnosis. Like how many days have you been experiencing this and for how long? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and I'm sure like another way to think of it, the way that I would categorize it for myself is um, like you immediately dread going to work on Monday as soon as you clock out on Friday. Like for me, like in the yeah. jobs that I've truly loathed, um, it's like the dread going back to work starts immediately as you leave it. Right. Yeah. Even like, like Tuesday to like today's Tuesday going into Wednesday. Like if you're thinking like as soon as you work, finish work on Tuesday, you're already thinking how much you're not looking forward to tomorrow and it's five o'clock. And you have a whole evening and night of sleep ahead of you. Yeah, that's a really strong sign that you either, or well, probably a lot of things. You work in a toxic work environment among a lot of other things. So yeah. sign number one. Yeah. And negativity. Yeah. If you're just feeling negative and all of your team members are negative, you're just going to feed off each other and you're not going to be happy to be there and you're going to be negative Nancy's. And it's not fun when no one wants to be there and you're all just negative. Not fun at all. So the next sign, yeah, sign of a toxic culture is role confusion and dysfunction. So this is, uh, and then this is going to come in like differently on where you work and the type of job that you work in, but, um, a toxic work environment is both created. And I think it thrives on confusion of what's expected of a person yeah. and how they can be successful because then I think management leadership can kind of take that as like no one is accountable for anything. So that means anything can be put on you. Like you should have been taking care of this, but the person didn't know they were supposed to. So it creates a lot of stress for the people, like the employees in general. And it blurs the lines of uh, what you can be held accountable to. And that, that can be extremely toxic for both sides of the coin, leadership and the employees. Right. And it causes a ton of anxiety because you go to work, especially if you have low enthusiasm on top of you don't know what's expected of you to have success in your role and to thrive in your company. So those two together just aren't good. And that can create a ton of anxiety. And so that can also create a lot of conflict between team members. Let's oh, yeah. say like, oh, I thought you were going to do this. No, I thought you were going to do that because that's your role. Mm-hmm. It's not my role. It's yours. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? It can get really confusing. It yeah. can cause a lot of stress, anxiety, contention. Just a lot of things that we don't really want in the workplace. 
stuff that further perpetuates that toxicity and makes it worse. Yeah. Let's see here. What's the next one? Oh, that's me. Oh, okay. I was about to read it. <laughs> we have a uh, chronic and excessive stress. So this is kind of like a product of the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can have this a standalone, I guess. But I mean, if you're really enjoying your job, you're probably not going to have chronic stress, excessive stress. It could could happen if you have mm-hmm. a lot of like a big workload and stuff like that. Um, but Ryan here <laughs> says common contributions include being overworked, feeling uncertain about expectations, disagreeing with bosses or coworkers, or struggling with communication. So yeah, basically the first two built on top of each other will cause this chronic and excessive stress. That's important because if you've listened to a previous episode about stress, not all stress is bad, right? We got eustress and distress. Excessive stress is into that distress realm. That's not going to be healthy stress for us to push us to hit our goals, to achieve what we want. This is the type of stress that limits us and stops us from pursuing what we want in the company. Yeah. It drives um, like burnout and then the good stress drives motivation. And so if you're feeling like a, a matchstick burnt all the way down to it, the stub burning your fingers, that's what this type of stress causes. And it can, um, it can take a toll on a person like psychologically, physically leads to real like health problems as well. So incredible. Anyways, next one here. Um, I guess the fifth and final sign that Ryan, our friend, <laughs> points out as, as a common sign of a, of a toxic work environment is pervasive office gossip. So a lot of employees engaging in in pointing fingers, blaming, and pointing or like throwing around the hot goss, the tea, you know, that's happening in me. It's like, oh, did you hear what this person said in that meeting? Oh, did you hear what this C-level executive is going to do? Or yeah. do, you do you hear what they're changing? Yeah. And that... I think that's two sides of that coin. First of all, people just not respecting the boundaries because they just don't care about the company they work for because it's toxic. I think that's one side. And then the other side is that's happening because there's no clear line of communication coming from the C-suite or from um, like directors or from management. There's no communication being spread. And so people have to assume. And the only way news gets around is because people gossip. With someone who's in the meeting shares it with someone who shares it with someone. And that only happens when there's no open line of communication. Yeah. You know, I understand there's certain levels of, levels of like discretion that needs to happen within like executive meetings and, and high level meetings. But personally, the way that I see, you know, the, the culture of a company, there's nothing that the CEO should know that I shouldn't know as a low level employee. You know, we should have a, we should have an open line of communication so we can all go towards the same mission. And when there's secrets right. being shared or when there's like things being held back, that creates a scary work environment because you feel that you can't be trusted yeah. And you feel that um they don't care about you and that you're not worth it because they're not telling you everything. Right. Like why would why should I care about them if they don't trust me? Right. And that that just further further perpetuates that as an employee. Yep. It forces you to make assumptions. And you know what they say about assumptions? They're bad. Is that what they say? It makes an ass out of you and me. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> I said it. That's right. <laughs> That's what happens. It forces you to make assumptions. You're like, What's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. You don't know. So you have to make assumptions. Uh, there's one more. Oh, there is. Yeah, Missed I know. It, it. kind of looks weird in the article. Yeah. Uh, last one here is high turnover rates. If people are leaving, that's a bad sign. <laughs> that's kind of all you need to know about that yeah, one. Yeah, that's really simple. People coming <laughs> yeah. in and out, like people that have been there for a while, leaving for almost no reason. Like that's 
It's pretty obvious. The people yeah. are getting out of Dodge. Don't yeah. want to be there anymore. Yeah. All right. What causes a toxic workplace? Ryan has the answer. So there's a lot of different things that we'll go through. We'll kind of <laughs> blaze through these pretty quickly. Um, but the first one is poorly defined core values. And I would add um, core values that may be defined but aren't being followed. So yeah. that happens in a lot of corporate environments. Um, but essentially, if anyone doesn't work in a corporate environment, maybe you, blue, maybe you work blue collar, what's a core value? I work for construction. Our core value is putting pipes in the ground. Um, like a core value is essentially like a set of rules or standards that um, kind of define what the company stands for, you know? Like right, like integrity. Of, yeah, or... Like being honest. Yeah, like things like that. Work-life balance. Like, this is something that we, we focus on in our business, and we're going to hold to that in everything that we do in regards to our business model and the way that we treat our employees. Yeah. So, a huge creator of, of a toxic work environment is just simply not having that, or they're not well-defined, they're loosely defined. And the article says, a company without well-defined values can suffer from internal consistencies and a lack of brand identity. So, just... No one knows who they are or what they are because it's not defined. And then on the flip side that I said earlier, you get into a realm of like cognitive dissonance with some corporations where they have those core values. They just make decisions and kind of put off the vibe that they're sometimes doing the opposite. And that can sometimes, in my opinion, be worse because you know who you, who you want to be, but you're kind of just actively doing the opposite or not living by that. And that can create a toxic work environment as well. Yeah. The next is inconsistent expectations. So when these expectations change abruptly and frequently without consultation of the employees, then I toxicity, mean, toxicity, <laughs> <laughs> then toxicity, it just leaves employees feeling one disengaged two not involved in the company at all. And three frustrated because if you have an expectation going into a job and it changes consistently, weekly, monthly. I would say anything under a year is pretty inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Like you've, you've got to at least have an expectation for a year for your role. If it's changing within that time, I mean, that's that's tough, mm -hmm. especially multiple times. Yeah. And that can cause a lot of anxiety because then, it, remember, it blurs the line, similar to a, uh, what we talked about before. It blurs the line with what your job is what, what's your role what, what's expected of you mm -hmm. so there's those inconsistent expectations that just causes toxicity toxicity um so third one here we kind of already touched on this one like the signs but um a cause is a cause and a sign is unclear communication so this goes on different levels within the the organization you know between coworkers or between peers not collaboration between teams or even between like inner like inter team um then you have like from entry level to like their man like middle middle management like there's just no communication there maybe not having like regular one-on-ones where there's no opportunity to share and express feelings and get help from upper management and then i feel like one of the biggest unclear communications typically comes from like executives c-suites directors down disseminating to the entry levels and then the other way around yeah so there's no line of communication no open communication expectation there and um, when this happens, people don't feel heard. And then the people making decisions don't do it with any type of knowledge or empathy for the people who will actually be affected by it. So yeah. that, that perpetuates toxicity and also a, a huge amount of burnout within a, an organization. Yeah. Second to last one is rampant bullies and cliques. This is a real problem in white collar jobs and even blue collar. All oh, yeah. Anywhere. I've worked both. In the workplace, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
especially if you're a minor, not a minor, my, my, oh, minority. <laughs> Ooh, I, th- I was thinking like three different things. Minor as in like under 18, a minor as a coal miner. <laughs> minority. You know, especially if you're a coal miner, that's rough. It's, it's a rough um, job. But no, like a minority. That yeah. can be more of a real problem, more of a common problem for you than uh, someone who's a part of the majority. But even if you're a part of the majority, that can still be rampant in your life as well. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you don't want to be a place where there are bullies, and that can cause a lot of, uh, that can cause a big toxic work culture. Absolutely. And environment. Last one here. Last, what is it? What's this list right here? Causes is um, a cause of toxicity in an environment, workplace environment is an emphasis on the output and not the people. And I'm just going to read what it says in the article because it says it perfectly. A workplace that cares more about its production than its people is likely to breed toxicity. Companies need to invest in the well-being of their people first. And um, I, I mean, I couldn't say it better myself. A, a huge problem with corporations, and it's it's built into their design, is to make money. And that often comes at the expense of both the consumer and the um, the employees of that company that actually do all the work. Yeah. And a lot of corporations do an amazing job of making sure they create an environment where their companies employees enjoy it but as soon as that gets neglected um people start like people start leaving and people start feeling super stressed out in their jobs so that's gonna that's that's gonna be a huge cause of environment yeah now we're gonna jump down to what are the effects of toxicity in the workplace and we kind of talked about these and then we'll jump into combating toxic culture so first i'll just read those first two austin then you can read, or first four then you read mm-hmm. the last four I mean, these are really self-explanatory. We don't need to go into them. Uh, But these are some of the effects in a toxic workplace. And so if you feel some of these, take a step back, look at your workplace. You may be in a toxic work environment. First, reduced employee engagement. Second, higher rates of burnout. Third, greater rates of absenteeism. Absenteeism. Being, I mean, it's like being late and like yeah. not showing up to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And turnover. So, yeah. Cool. Fun word. Decreased feelings of psychological safety in employees. And these last four here, last effects that we would see is more symptoms of depression and anxiety employees, pervasive feelings of negativity, more company expenses, and increased interpersonal conflicts. So now knowing where it comes from, what causes it and the outcomes of having it, um, what can be done within a, an environment and a company to, to combat it. So there are a lot of steps that typically need to be done by higher leadership, but it can also be implemented within the teams of a company, like the lower level. The first one obviously would be put the people first. And I think for a person who is lower level, maybe who's just, you know, a grunt is doing their work every day, put yourself first, you know, set boundaries, understand like a, create a good work-life balance within yourself. Um, but for, if anyone's listening, who's a CEO, um, find ways to put your people first. And that, that, that's where it comes from. They, they're the ones that at the end of the day, they make you the money. You know, you can't have, your customers won't get taken care of. There won't be a product to sell if there's people, not actually people working on it, selling it and providing customer service for it. So if you want to stay above water as a company, your people need to be taken care of, like through, um, whether that be like wellness days or incentives that just find ways to, show your people that they're taking care of. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not money that keeps your company afloat. It's the people. Exactly. The people buying it and the people keeping it, keeping the operations day to day. Yep. Yeah. The next is role model expectations. The phrase, uh, do as I say, not as I do 
mm-hmm. is ridiculous. <laughs> I know people say it as a joke. Yeah. But that's real. Oh, especially in corporations. <laughs> right, right. Like if someone, like if your manager is telling you to do something that they don't even do, then why should I do it? Obviously, I want to be one of the best employees that I can. I want to be the best that I can be. And so, yeah, I'll do it. It's my manager. But it's a lot harder when my manager's not doing it. And I know that my manager, let's say, may not like to do it. Or things like that, right? So you want to role model expectations, especially if you're a manager. You have people working underneath you. You want to be that role model that people look up to. One of my favorite little uh, pictures shows the uh, the difference between a boss and a leader. And a boss has a whip in the back of a like a line, whipping the people, pulling the sled. And then a leader, it shows that the leader's in the front of this line, pulling the sled and telling people where to go and like giving encouragement to go on. And so that's, that's role modeling expectations. You're in the trenches with your employees. You know what's going on. You know how hard it is. You can show more empathy, a bunch of things like that. There's a lot of, uh, tons of benefits for being <laughs> a role model. Next one here, next thing that you can do, and this is more for management and um, higher levels, but to hire the right people, get the right people in the jobs, people that aren't, and that, that can be hard to do in some cases, like yeah. interviews, people are going to tell you what they, what you want them what they know you want them to say. They're going to say that and they're going to try to get the job because they wanted, they, why would they would have applied? Right. Um, that's, I don't have the answer to that. I can't, I won't claim to be a answer there, but um, being more thoughtful about people that you hire, maybe involving some of the other employees in interviews to see how they interact and what they think. Um, that's an important part. You know, you don't want people that contribute to the toxic work environment. You know, you don't want to hire the bullies. You don't, you don't want to hire gossipers and you don't want to hire people that perpetuate the idea of like, of like <laughs> you don't, you don't want to hire people that have a bad work life balance too. You want to, we want to perpetuate the idea that work life balance is a good thing. So figuring out all those things, doing the work to make sure that you're hiring the right people will go a long way. Yeah. And lastly is recognize and reward. I think this is going to be one of the best things you can do. Everyone loves to be recognized, even if they're the most humble person in the world. They still like to be recognized. It makes everyone feel good when you say, hey, man, I noticed that you did this. And maybe you know, no one was paying attention, but I noticed you, you did that. And I, I appreciate that. I notice you. I see you. And then rewarding that person, either with like, I don't know, take a half day or something, or here's a $100 gift card. Whatever it is, reward that person with something. Give them a Pop-Tart. I would love a Pop-Tart. I love a Pop-Tart. <laughs> CEO shows up. Here's a Pop-Tart. Here's Thank a, you. My goodness. Here's a Pop-Tart with a microwave. You brought it to me? That's so nice. Or uh, not a microwave, a toaster. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Or they already pre-warmed it up. Yeah. Or they just knew that you didn't like it warm and they brought it to you still in the foil. Yeah. That's amazing. The, you get two of them in the foil. <laughs> they didn't touch it with their, their little mitts. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we hope you learned something new about toxic work environments. And if you are in a toxic work environment, recognize these things and first focus on your circle of influence, right? Focus on the things you have power over. If you're in management, that's pretty easy. You can start to change the culture. But if you're not, let's say you just got hired to a new place and it's a really toxic place, start with yourself. And that'll start to radiate out to other people, 
ideally, hopefully, right? That's what we hope for. <laughs> if it doesn't, then maybe you get out. Um, and I hope you're not in a toxic work environment because no one likes to be in that place. But if you are, you got two options, similar to marriage. I guess three options, <laughs> the three options we talked about. First, leave. Second, stay and do nothing. Third, stay and try and change. Amen. Can't add much to it. Focus on what you can control if you're trying to change it. And limit your rumor your rumor spreading and gossip. Like the, what you can do to make yourself feel better about what the position you're in. You know, that's making it worse is going to make you feel worse. So don't contribute yeah. to it. Don't be part of the toxic work environment. Set your boundaries. Try to be a positive influence on you and your team. And do what you can to, to take a stand when you feel things are toxic or inappropriate. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you all next week. Peace. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? 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 Yeah.